It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda. Snow's being shaved up, sticks are hitting pucks, and the San Jose Sharks are facing off against the Carolina Hurricanes tonight at SAP Center at San Jose. Drew, the Sharks coming off a memorable night. And the thing that I want to bring up, besides Mackenzie Blackwood's amazing goaltending, which, of course, we can spend the entire show on, the spirit in the building, the spirit of the crowd reminded me of the old days. And I think it's because the Sharks fans understand that when you give them an effort, they're going to show their appreciation. And what we got in that game was effort by 23 guys, even the guys that weren't playing, Everybody was working. The coaching staff was, was dialed in. It was really entertaining in spite of the end. It certainly was a reminder of the old days. Um, it was certainly as a reminder of the great loyalty and passion and knowledge that the fans of the San Jose Sharks have. It was, you know, when that five on three in the third period, when they killed that, that was, that was loud, that building. And I was, I, get, I was down the bench, I had a little bit of a smile. And you're right, I think the guys fed off of that. I think the guys felt the energy and they fed off of that. They, I know they gave up 52 shots. They didn't generate a lot on their own. They only got one goal, which we'll talk about. But there wasn't one guy, and, and Randy Hahn, you know, I was doing TV, Randy said it. He said, Drew, I can't think of a guy who didn't empty the tank tonight. And he was right. And you know, you and I talked about it yesterday. Everybody went out and gave whatever they could. They maxed out, as Ron Wilson used to say. They gave maximum effort. And it was great to see. Now, can you carry that over? You know my belief. I don't believe you can carry momentum from one game to the next. I don't believe you can carry it from one period to the next. No, you and Nabby agree. Yeah, I don't believe you can regenerate what you just did. You have to go out and start to work again. But there should be a bit of a template in your head and, in, and on the team's, the team's mind that, oh, that's how hard we have to work. And they worked that hard to lose in a shootout against a great team. So there should be a foundation there, at least the seed planted in the head says, we have got to max out every single night. But there's something else going on too. They can't ask Mackenzie Blackwood to face 50 shots a game many of them quality. Here's a little note from the game. Nathan McKinnon had 14 shots on goal and Mackenzie Blackwood stopped them all. I went back and looked. The all-time record for most saves by a goalie without giving up a goal against one player is 15. He was one away from oh. it. Two guys did it, but I'm going to go back to 1972, the first time it happened. Phil Esposito had 15 shots on goal against the Rangers at Boston Garden and I'm looking at the date, and I'm thinking, 
it had to be Eddie Jockerman. It wasn't. It was his backup, Gilles Villemur, who was a good goalie. He, he had the goalie mask with a smiley face on it. Well, anyway, that's how long it's been since this has happened. Now, Peter Morazic did it once for Detroit, too. So it's happened only a couple of times. Also, he had 13 shots on net in regulation against him. And that ties an all-time Sharks record set by Ovechkin, no surprise. The 14 shots he had tied a record, including overtime set by John Tucker of Tampa at the Cow Palace back in 1992. So this is something that you don't see very often. You have to marvel at McKinnon at how amazing he can generate, sometimes on his own. But of course, at, in the end, it came out to Puck kind of in a soft spot. That split second, Benning breaks his stick. That split second, and McCarr's got enough time to finish it off to tie the game. It was just so unfortunate. Yeah, but we've seen it. We've seen their unfortunate luck happen a lot. We saw it a lot last year. Again, losing late in a game, or losing the, the lead late in a game. That's got to stop. Period. End of discussion. How do you do that? Well, you got to be sure with the puck. The, the bad break on the stick, fine. But Tomas Hurdle had the puck on his stick. It's got to get out. Got to get out with a minute 40 left. But the other aspect is I thought overall they defended well. They just defended too much, as David Quinn said yesterday. They just were defending too much. So how do you negate that? How do you change that? Well, you've got to develop some offensive zone time, right? You've got to establish some offensive zone territorial advantage. And we saw that yesterday in practice with David Quinn and his coaching staff. They worked a lot on offensive zone play. Now, they haven't worked on it much at all. In fact, hardly at all from training camp in. For good reason. Yeah, well, you've got 50 guys coming in. You're doing evaluation. You're doing the games. Trying to push defense. Exactly. So, which I get. And, and, and well, you should. So now you've got to start working on your offensive zone game. And they did that yesterday. One of the things that they worked on, two things yesterday they worked on, which they have to have tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes, is three things. Support on entry. Pace throughout the game. Pace everywhere, especially on the attack. And last but not least, making sure you control and protect the puck down low. Where it's not one guy, it's five guys. You've got to have a very active and very smart, attentive third man. If your third man is in position, all five guys can play in the offensive zone. And that's what they worked on yesterday. Those, those three things we will have to look for tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Anaheim Ducks against Carolina used their speed, pushed Carolina back, and they sagged a little bit in their own zone. The Sharks have to try to force that same situation tonight. It wasn't as if they didn't try to do that against Colorado. It was just that they were facing a team that's a juggernaut. Just so good. Colorado, I'm, I'm not sure if anybody thinks the same way that I did, but I watched their couple preseason games and the game against the Kings and then the game against the Sharks, obviously. And they look like they're going, hey, remember us? Yeah, you can talk about Vegas all you want. Congratulations to them. But we were there before and you forgot about us, and we're gonna remind you. Because they were a, as you said, juggernaut. They got, they're fast. They got five guys in every zone. They're physical. McKinnon is a monster. 
Absolutely. And the other guy is, and they call him Moose, Nico Rantner. And their defense is ridiculous. It's, it's, their top four is maybe best in the league. It's unfair, you know, how, how good they are. So, you know, when I look at losing in a shootout, you still lose. And there are, there are no moral victories, but there are positives you can take away from a loss. But against that team, they maxed out. They gave everything they had. And I hope, I hope they realize that that's how it's got to be. You're going to have to be the hardest working team on the ice every time you're on the ice. Not only on games, but in practices too. You, heard, you know, we were standing there yesterday watching David Quinn get on the guys about pace. They start to drill up again. They don't do the pace. He blows the whistle again and he gets on them again with practice with a purpose. We got to play with pace. So the coaches get it, obviously because we're all geniuses, I say we still in the, in the collective we, but I hope they understand that that's how they have to play if they want to have a chance at success this year. So let's talk about the Carolina Hurricanes. This is a team that could easily come out of the Eastern Conference this year. I think, uh, you know, they've got Brent Burns, they've got Jacob Slavin, that's a really good top D pair, and Burnsy wants to continue his being Burnsy and his uh, freak of nature kind of thing. I asked Tomas Hurdle if he thought that Burns he could play till he was 45, and he said, probably. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, you know the guy's in ridiculous condition. You know, who's in, what's in that magic little backpack? Who knows? But he is in phenomenal condition. That team is a very good hockey team. They are very balanced. And like you and I talked about last year, they, they're a lot like their coach, right? They all, they, they work. You got 20 Rod Brindamores on that team, which is no fun to play against. Um, they weren't happy about their game. Uh, when they beat LA, they were not happy about their game when they lost to Anaheim. So they're going to come in with an attitude tonight. The Sharks have got to be ready. Well, the Sharks will have Mackenzie Blackwood in the nets, and that's a good step forward to being ready and being able to win. It's going to be interesting. We're on the air at 7 o'clock on the Sharks Audio Network with all of the exciting coverage. See you then. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.